Hey all, this is Kyle. So between last episode's release and today, I fell sick with a pretty nasty cold and unfortunately was not able to get the whole episode out on time. So our next main episode will be releasing in a week. But for today, I thought you might be interested in this crossover episode that we did with Explorers Wanted. I've been doing a handful of these episodes with other shows, playing under the neighborhood, typically in the world of Hereafter, and they won't usually appear on our main feed, but I will mention them during the announcement break. But since this is our first big one that I did with another show, and because we're going to need another week to get the next main episode out, I thought you might find this interesting. So, please enjoy Suddenly Hambath, featuring Explorers Wanted. The episode you're about to listen to contains comedic, food-based body horror. It's fun, but oh boy is it a lot. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week when we are an under the neighborhood podcast. I will be just a random player this time, Daniel Anderlick. With me today is Alex Finn. Oh, hi, dear. I have banana bread in my dice tray. Samson Davis. Hi, how's it going? Uh, he, him pronouns, if this is going up on uh, Quest Friends feed as well, right? Uh, I'm going to throw it on our Patreon feed. Yeah, excellent. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Stace Babcock. Hey, what's up? Super excited. Playing a totally different character this time. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. And we are joined by special guest Kyle Decker of Quest Friends. Hi, my name is Kyle. He, him, because... Yeah, I mean, this is going on a feed with people who have never heard me before. I made this game. <laughs> I, I did that. That was me. Heck yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to play Under the Neighborhood, uh, the game that Kyle designed for his season two, or rather campaign two of Quest Friends. Um, we're very excited. And so with that in mind, I'm going to hand the reins over to you, Kyle because you are going to be GMing the session because it's your game, and that means you know everything about it, and it's all fresh in your mind, ready to go, right? Yeah, I don't have a cheat sheet up right now called the <laughs> Under the Neighborhood Rules Cheat Sheet. <laughs> Me either. Oh, not at all. Anyways, Under the Neighborhood is a Powered by the Apocalypse system that takes heavy inspiration from Cypher system, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to play it here. It's meant to emulate what I call dual-world kids' cartoons. Amphibia, The Owl House, Gravity Falls, any adventure about normal people, usually kids, going off to some magical world that is often just as mundane as ours is. <laughs> and we'll go over the mechanics as we play, but really, if you've listened to any Explorers Wanted, or any Quest Friends, if you're listening to this on our Patreon feed, the core things are pretty much the same. We role play and we roll high numbers and we're happy and we roll low numbers and I specifically am happy. <laughs> <laughs>
Additionally, we're going to be playing in the world of Quest Friends hereafter, our second season, because Under the Neighborhood was designed for that game. All you need to know about Quest Friends hereafter is that it takes place in a world where the realms of the living and the dead are only a plane ride apart. We've got ghosts in the world of the living called the here, and we've got non, we've just got people, <laughs> non-ghosts. <laughs> anti-ghosts. In the realm of the dead called the hereafter. So yeah, I guess before we start, we've all gone over who we are, but let's go over who all of our characters are. And again, when we do character introductions, it's just, I am name the blank who blank. So like, I'm Alistair Bell, the opportunist who invents. Here's a one sentence summary about Alistair. He's got a wrench. Yeah. Yeah. But you say that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that was my example. Too late. My character was introduced. I don't have to do it. <laughs> All right. So Alex is playing Alistair Bell, the opportunist who invents. He's got a wrench. Yes. Could you say that again, how the introduction goes, but for my character? <laughs> Just saying. Well, you know, I, I would, but I I only know Alistair's name, and I know Skittles is an animal companion. <laughs> so, Samson, who are you playing? Who's Skittles? I am playing a cat-like creature called Skittles, the animal companion who sees the future. Cat-like in that they are mostly a sphinx cat with kind of a short black hair. But they also have six legs, uh, two tails, and four eyes, all different colors. Mm. And Skittles' pronouns are he, they. I am playing Layla Fitzpatrick, the guardian who plays sports. And her pronouns are she, her, as are mine, which I did not say earlier. I am playing Lobout Sample, because that's what he thinks a good name is. <laughs> Lobout is a weird who stumbles into success. They'll actually answer to any pronouns. They are a creature from beyond the hereafter. They are mostly humanish in shape, but closer inspection would reveal that they are really just sort of a human frame that they have stretched perfectly preserved ham over. And yeah, Lobout loves to collect shiny things and, uh, reckless actions. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So now that we know all these characters, it's time to make their lives just a little bit harder. Oh no. So the core mechanic of Under the Neighborhood is what we call a slice of life complication. The cartoons that we take inspiration from often start with something very mundane and they spiral out from there. An example I like to use is from the TV show Gravity Falls, where a kid wants to avoid a fight with a bully. So he decides to turn a Street Fighter cartoon character into life and have them fight the bully instead. <laughs> it all starts with something very simple and then we layer our magical world on top of that. So how we do this in game is that everyone is gonna take turns providing a slice of life complication to somebody else. Something as simple as, you know, the ham has gotten a bit stinky recently on Lobout or Skittles has to have a bath and doesn't want to have a bath. You do have to bathe those Sphinx cats. Again, really, really mundane things. And so what we're going to do is everyone's going to go around providing a slice of life complication for another player. And then once we've done that, we're going to vote on and expand the one that we like most. And that's going to be kind of the foundation of our story today. Mm. So who wants to begin? So Fitz is a skateboarder, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Skittles uh, complicates uh, Fitz's life by peeing on her skateboard. <gasps> <laughs> I feel like 
think we should make this whole roundabout big story that leads up to why Skittles peed on Fitz's skateboard. It's it's all it's all flashback. All no, f- I know why. Because <laughs> I have Daniel. I was thinking the ham starts to attract a variety of cats, which Skittles doesn't like, and so to assert their dominance and mark their territory, they peed on the skateboard. That's a good one. All right. The ham-attracted cats is uh, the one for Daniel. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. It's just like in Invader Zim where they both turn their bodies into baloney. Yes. And then all the dogs start chasing them around town. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, Daniel, what what is Alistair dealing with right now? Um, Alistair is dealing with the fact that unbeknownst to them, not the wrench, but one of their other favorite tools has currently been dragged off somewhere by a very curious Skittles. Skittles. All right. And then Alex, what Skittles has made everyone's life harder, (laughs) but what's, what's going on with Skittles? What's a boring complication in Skittles life? I think that the herd of ham-attracted cats have taken over Skittles' favorite nap zone. <gasps> oh, oh, holy shit. That's what you get for touching that hammer, Skittles. <laughs> oh, God. Things just got real. <laughs> so you peed on my skateboard? Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> okay, so the four we've got are Skittles peed on Fitz's skateboard, Lobout's ham-attracted so many cats. <laughs> Skittles hid one of Alistair's tools, and the cats have taken over Skittles' nap zone. Mm-hmm. It's at this point that we would, as a group, choose one of these to go with. But all of these work together so exquisitely, I don't <laughs> think we need to. Ham has attracted a herd of cats, which have taken over Skittles' nap zone. It's a war time now. And Skittles has been pouting, resulting... In them hiding Alistair's tool and peeing on Fitz's skateboard. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think I think the answer is all of them. I think we go with all of them today. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why you always pick all of the above on standardized tests. <laughs> okay. So now the adventure starts, and it starts with Skittles getting a vision of the future. Yeah. Skittles, we're gonna say that this vision took place in the morning. It took place before the cats began. (laughs) You were resting on your napping spot. It was a perfect sunny day in the valley because where our story takes place is in a valley in the desert in the here, the realm of the living. You're sitting on your your beautiful spot. Where is your napping spot? Um, Haunted house in the desert. I feel like it would have one of those picture windows with the bench, like in Victorian houses where they have like the trapezoidal window and you have the seat built in oh yeah like that kind of weird balcony-esque thing yeah yeah it's like a drawing room like kind of lounge window like that Mm. and skittles is just in his little like pillow nest just like splayed out so is this inside or outside um i guess this would be inside okay perfect so you're sitting there and you hear thunder and a harsh fierce rain the tapping of thousands of tiny feet, a harsh crash, and finally you see your resting nook in tatters in front of you. No. Oh, no. This was the vision that Skittles got in the morning, and it is now on its way to pass because it's monsoon season in the valley. Normally the desert is pretty dry, but for a couple of weeks over the course of like a month or two, it rains. 
a lot, and it rains hard. So hard that skeletons can't walk out of the house without having their bones eroded, and ghosts turn into little flat puddles on the ground. (laughs) You are all inside, the harsh rain drowning out almost all other sounds in the house, except for one. Outside, a herd of necromon, which are the name of our our ghost creatures, our otherworldly monsters in this realm. Hundreds of cat necromon, of necrocats, are pawing at the doors and pawing up at the recently boarded windows, mewing, begging to be let inside for a taste of delicious, delicious ham. I'm going to say since this vision, Skittles has just been meowing like crazy to anybody who will listen. Fitz pokes her head into the sitting room. He's like, it's all right, Skittles. I'm just going to see what it is. And she goes to the front door and she peeks out the window and can she see like <laughs> there is more fur than grass on your lawn right now and admittedly it's the desert but like it is just a sea of ghostly cats all right skittles we have so do the characters know that skittles has like abilities does skittles talk uh, Skittles does not talk, but when Skittles has a vision, what everyone else sees is a fifth eye open in the center of Skittles' head and a blinding white light and this terrible sound like emanates for like a solid minute. Skittles doesn't like experience any of this. Skittles experiences a vision, but that's what everyone else deals with. I'm imagining this at 3 a.m. now. Thank you. More than one of you have like been- just standing on someone's chest and having a vision in their face. Yeah. 5 a.m. <laughs> comes around. Skittles is on top of one of you just- Having a vision and just terrible. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of Necromon cats out there, Skittles, a lot. I think we're going to have to wake everybody up. <laughs> uh, Skittles jumps onto a spot and continues to meow, and you're going to get the sense that he doesn't really give a shit about the cats. <laughs> it's a spot. <laughs> okay, you can have your spot. I'm going to go tell the others because this is this is a lot of cats. So Fitz will go to wherever. Lobau is sleeping. And knock on the door. And Skittles will follow. So Lobau is up in the attic. So you can just go straight up in the attic. And what you'll see is that Lobau is standing there next to a window that is slightly open. And they've got like an industrial fan blowing over them. And they're sort of like rubbing their body with like this like weird rag. Because they're pretty sure that's what humans are supposed to do. <laughs> just blowing the scent of their their ham body out the window. Their, their salty, sweaty ham body. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> worst part is I was going to have a ham sandwich for lunch after this, and I'm like, this is ruining my appetite. <laughs> they look and they see you, and they're just like, feets? Feet? Oh, feet. Oh, that's me. I thought you were saying something about feet, which would be weird. <laughs> feet. Feet. Use feet. Yes. Uh, so, Loba, we have a ton of cats outside. It's bothering Skittles. Skittles is... Skittles is at your feet and kind of, like, not fully hissing, but, like, ears down like looking at a lobo skittles is agitated and we have hundreds of necromon cats let's uh and what's this is like the the smell of ham like thick in this room like is it obvious what's going on it's gotta be right right yeah yeah it's it's pretty strong (laughs) i mean it's perfectly preserved ham so it doesn't deteriorate but it does still have a very strong hammy smell 
I think we all know the question is not, is it thick? The question is, how thick is the smell? Because we are in Arizona. Oh, God. Yeah, imagine the smell of a spiral cut ham slowly cooking, but sweaty at the same time. Yeah, slimy. So uh, Fitz will walk over and immediately shut the window. And I assume as soon as Fitz shuts the window, it just becomes absolutely cloying. Just a ham sauna? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to cut down on the smell. I, I think saran wrap, maybe? For window? For you. Look out! Look! Look outside. <laughs> Peeks out the window. You see a couple of them have started, like, climbing the walls like a nightmare zombie. Except you wouldn't have that reference. Zombies are fine in your world. They're chill. They're cool. Yeah. I think Lobout looks out the window, looks back at you and says, kitties? Yes, too many kitties. Oh, don't want to wear saran wrap. Maybe hop in the shower and rinse? Oh, wet ham. Shower, yes. So Lobout goes down the into the next uh, level and uh, steps into the shower and just stands there. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz flips on the shower and looks down. His, Go get Alistair, will you? I feel like maybe we should have gotten Alistair first. Uh, Skittles will meow and then saunter away looking for Alistair. Alistair's by the front door, going to open the front door. Okay, uh, how do I stop that, Kyle? Uh, that would, <laughs> well, first off, uh, Alistair, Alex, do you want to just let Skittle succeed, or would you like to, uh, have some competition with this role to see who does it first? I want to see who does it first, because, like, I mean, the house smells of ham. The cats are yelling, so. All right. So, normally what we would do when doing a move is we'd roll 2d6, and then based on the result we would narrate who succeeds and who fails. In a competitive role like this, that doesn't matter. Someone's going to succeed, and it's whoever rolls higher. So we're going to choose the move or the action that's most appropriate for this. In my mind, the move that's most appropriate is take action. Take action describes you basically doing something faster than someone else. You know, Alistair wants to open the door. Skittles wants to stop the door being opened. Those are pretty basic things. Mm -hmm. So it's really not who does it better, but who does it faster. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to do is the stat, because there are four stats in this game, that you're going to roll is fierce. So each of you are going to roll 2d6, then add or subtract your fierce score from it, depending on if it's positive or negative, and then whoever scores higher succeeds. All right, Skittles has got a plus one in fierce, so let's see what happens. Ah, fuck, I have a negative two. What'd you get? A four. A seven. Damn, I was hoping to destroy that spot. All right, so Skittles, you go and see to your horror Alistair's hand reaching for the door. It wasn't part of your vision, but it feels nostalgic of the vision nonetheless. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Uh, Skittles, like, cat speed, like, down the hallway, jumps up on, like, a one of those, like, side tables you see in, like, a mudroom kind of foyer space, and then just, like, attacks Alistair's hand <laughs> right as he's reaching for the uh, doorknob. Guess that would lead to son of a bitch! <laughs> Skittles gives uh, Alistair a few claw marks on his hand before uh, dropping down and meowing loudly at Alistair. I'm looking for my hammer and there's a bunch of cats outside. What do you want? <laughs> Skittles meows again and uh, starts to lead you up to the uh, bathroom, the shower place. Do, do you need a bath? <laughs> He meows at the uh, foot of the stairs. 
Are you asking me to change your little box? Because it's not my week. It's not my week. <laughs> Skittles meows again. This time you kind of get the sense that they're showering the ham person. Follow me, please. <laughs> Can you put ham in the shower? Okay, we got to see this ham in the shower. I'm going to put it on the internet, maybe make a little money. It'll be fine. <laughs> so you make your way to the ham person in the shower. Lobout, by the way, is standing in the shower with their mouth wide open, maybe a little too wide than what it should be able to do. Um, the ham is definitely getting stretched, and they're just trying to catch as much water in their mouth as possible. Like a turkey. They're just letting their mouth fill up and have the water pour out. Like a turkey. Very majestic flesh fountain. <laughs> yes, exactly. They they turn and see also like... <laughs> uh, so we break it into that adult industry now, huh? Shower. Yeah, this is a shower scene. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up from Lobout. <laughs> Skittles, you brought me up here to watch this. Alistair, no videotaping. Okay, we're just trying to get the smell down. Trying to get the smell down so the cats go away. Because Skittles is freaking out. You see Alistair slowly lowering the phone. <laughs> like he was getting out his phone, and then now he's lowering it like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All of our characters are now 18 plus, no matter, like, that's just, no matter what you obviously. say. Obviously, I mean, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Alistair, by the way, is in his mid-50s. <laughs> so we just made it creepier. Thank you. Thank you. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. With a trailing white mustache. So, uh, what are we going to do with them cats? <sighs> what drives away cats? Attention they don't want. <laughs> so we just have to go out there, try and hug them all. <laughs> Skittles just kind of nods like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and then actually Skittles is going to kind of go up to a low bow and just give him a quick sniff. See if there's still ham scent. Uh, yeah. It's wet ham now. <laughs> Let's do another roll for this. So who do we want to roll for this? Because that's, that's going to determine the roll if we have a Fitz or Lobout do it. Before we decide, I do want to say that Fitz pulls out like a bottle of Irish Spring. Okay, I was going to ask, <laughs> are we using the soap? It depends. I mean, is Fitz going to have to ask and then lather up <laughs> Lobout? Or will Lobout lather <laughs> themselves? Oh, God, this is Karn all over again. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is not our first bath scene as a group. First one we've recorded, though, so. <laughs> first one on record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to traumatize some listeners today. <sighs> so if you're very specific about what you want Lobout to do, he will do it. Lobout, you put the soap on the skin. Mm-hmm. On the ham. Fitz pulled out a hose from somewhere. You don't know where it came from. <laughs> like, it puts the Irish spring <laughs> on his skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Fitz will offer up the Irish spring and show, like, demonstrate visually what Lobout should be doing with it. Like, raising her arm and, like, making circular motions. Like, oh, the whole thing. All right, so Lobout. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. One, you're going to get plus one forward for the Irish spring. So the Irish <laughs> spring will, whatever you roll, you get plus one added on to that for use of something that's going to be more effective. Mm -hmm. But in order to see if you successfully wash the ham scent off of your ham body with your ham hands, we're going to roll something called touch the other side, which uses the book step. Mm -hmm. Touch the other side is something you do when you use a device that is mysterious or strange or arcane to you. Mm -hmm. You know, an example could be, oh, here is a device that is specifically attuned to ghosts. So a human using it 
would be strange. Mm. Your weird thing is the shower. It's just, what's this shower device? It's weird and bizarre and strange. So I think the most appropriate thing is to roll touch the other side to see if you can successfully use this arcane device called a shower to bathe. So here's my question for you, Kyle. Is touch the other side considered a basic move? It is. Okay, so then I'm going to use my move, roll with weird. That means that instead of rolling with a normal stat, I get to roll with my plus three for weird. However, any full successes become mixed successes. Okay, so yeah, you can't get a full success, but you're probably going to roll well because you have plus three and then you have the plus one forward for the Irish Spring. Yep. So that's 11 total. Okay, so that is 11 total. So that would count as a full success. Hooray! But because you're strange, Mm -hmm. you get a mixed success. So the way this works is you use the device, you use the shower, but two out of the following three things happen. It takes longer than expected to work. It works, but not quite how you expected. Or three, you break the shower. I vote three. Okay, so one, for sure, it's going to take longer than expected. And part of the reason for that is that instead of just lathering up his body like you would expect, Lobout is slowly peeling bits of ham free of their flesh and like (laughs) rubbing it on both sides with the Irish spring. I hate all of this so much. (laughs) So much. (laughs) To clean each each side of it. Um, And occasionally you guys get like glimpses of what looks like just like weird void inside. And uh, he's just like scrubbing each individual one. But the problem is that there's also some of this perfectly preserved fat that is getting washed free and falling down in the drain. The drain gets completely clogged up and the shower, like by the time he finishes, the shower is now like stuck, like halfway up to his calves, filling up with water. Ham water specifically, because the ham, the the scent is off of you, but it's now in the ham water in the shower. (laughs) Yes, which is now clogged. (laughs) We're making stew. And Fitz is like half averting her gaze, like wanting to show some respect and not watch the uh, flapping and the exposure of the void, but also wanting to make sure that a good job is done. And so like, it's in a very awkward uh, situation. Yeah, but Lobout finally finishes and steps out, just like dripping more ham water onto the floor. Looks back and forth, grabs the only clean towel in the bathroom, (laughs) and wraps it around their waist. Fitz reaches into her sports bag, which is always somewhere around, and pulls out some Axe body spray. (laughs) I was waiting for that. And hands it to Lobout Mm -hmm. and uh, Use a little now and then just spray as needed to uh, keep the ham smell down. And uh, the ladies love it. (laughs) He sprays it directly into his open mouth. (laughs) 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 You know what? Fitz just shrugs her Good enough. I will say the ham scent is off of you now, so it takes a while. But at the very least, any cats that are still around won't be targeting you specifically. And in fact, you can hear that the meowing, which got louder for a period... Got quiet. Too quiet. Yes. I have that thing. You have that move? I do, yes. Do you want to describe that move? Uh, yeah. So I have a move called It's Quiet, Too Quiet. I'm tuned to danger, and, and if the party's about to face a threat, I become aware of incoming danger, and I take a plus one forward on the next roll. Yeah, so take that plus one forward, because you're a cat. You're a necro cat. You're a cat ghost, not ghost. 
you're you're a cat, but fantasy, <clears throat> and you know what supernatural cats do when they get quiet. Oh no, they do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. When everybody else is kind of <laughs> done cleaning question mark <laughs> you guys turn and see skittles kind of in the hallway just outside the bathroom eyes completely dilated staring at something fitz will go and look out the window fitz take a gm intrusion <laughs> hell yeah i mean no choice right yeah no choice take an ap oh and ap are used very similar to xp and cypher system you can use them to essentially roll with advantage it's like effort you can have something very helpful appear in the scene that wouldn't normally be there. Like Axe Body Spray would appear in the scene, but if you're like, I want the Kool-Aid man to burst through the wall, that would be a use of an AP. Also, when you get an AP from a GM intrusion, you get to give a point to someone else, just like you do in Cypher System. So who does the other AP go to? Skittles. Yes. For driving the plot forward. <laughs> so as a GM, I can make something called a soft move or a hard move. A soft move is something where the players have time to respond to it. You know, something like, oh, the mountain's rumbling, an earthquake is about to happen, where a hard move is rock fall on you and you die. Rock fall, we die. Jim Intrusion lets me make a hard move, but a rock does not fall on you, Fitz. A cat does. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a crash, and, and this six-legged cat just jumps and grabs the side of your head with its many, many claws. Do I get to defend against this? Well, it's on your head now, but you can do whatever you want now. <laughs> I mean, so Fitz is the normalest person <laughs> out of this group, so they're gonna react in a very normal way and just like grab the cat, right? Like try to pry those legs off the side of her head. All right, so for this one, I'm gonna say to pry it off how are you prying it off is it like very thoughtfully or is it just a yank not a yank uh trying to like get hand slid under and then like pull out on the legs okay so we're gonna roll keep your cool keep your cool is like take action but when you're doing something that's more thoughtful and intensive like it would be take action if you just rip the cat off your head but since you're trying to actually you know do it with some modicum of finesse yeah it'll be keep your cool so that's a slick roll okay you also get a plus one because one of my other moves is calming presence which gives a plus one to keep your cool rolls for the party so long as i am not distressed then you get a negative one and maybe the reason that that's true is that um skittles has attached themselves <laughs> to fitz's head in a similar fashion at some point in time in the past it's it's nostalgic. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. every Monday morning. I'm used to this. I've been here before. Yeah. Okay. Six in total. Bad luck. Is this a fail? Take an AP. Did I fail? Am I dead? <laughs> Killed by cat. Round one. Well, death is not a big deal in this world, but death is only the beginning. If you get a one to a six, you roll a failure. So on a plus side, you get to take an AP every time you fail. Oh, cool. But on a failure with keep your cool. You don't keep your cool. How does that manifest for Fitz? I'm going to say, you know, if Fitz has like a standard pose in this cartoon party, it's like her skateboard flipped up and like she's usually holding on to it somewhere like the top truck, like somewhere near her hip. Mm -hmm. And when this cat comes down, she lets go. It clatters to the floor. She reaches up for the cat, takes a step backward onto the skateboard. <laughs> And just absolutely falls on her ass. Cat still attached. 
and eventually the cat declaws and runs off to somewhere else in the house. To the ham bath? Yes. The ham bath. No, into the splish, ham bath. Splish, 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 lick, lick, splish, splish. Because it's clogged. <laughs> there are cats in the bathroom now. <laughs> so Lobout down the hall where the uh, skateboard went to picks up the skateboard because they have the I was here the entire time move where they can just like when people aren't paying attention to them, they just move to somewhere else within line of sight <laughs> and just picks up the skateboard and brings it back over to you. Yeah, Fitz just slowly gets up. All right, we got to get that cat out of here. Is this solved by more cats or less cats? Less. We're a one cat household and that cat's Skittles. <laughs> We've talked about this. But like that cat we saw the other day was, I think, a little better than Skittles because at 5 a.m. when you're getting the vision in your face, it's not the greatest. Skittles bites Alistair's ankle. See if I help you with the ham. <laughs> well, they're in the ceiling, so... From the bathroom, a deep, guttural meow bellows out as the cat screams, shattering the windows, and you start to hear a rumbling of tiny cat feet as it calls its brethren to where the ham is. <laughs> I think Skittles starts meowing. Yeah, I hear you, Skittles, but I think uh, I think it's time to go. <laughs> you start hearing a clattering on the door and a clattering on the window. They're scraping as hundreds of claws tear into the side of each part of the house as the cats start climbing up. In a few seconds, they will burst through the doors, burst through the windows, burst through the chimney. That one has a little red hat oh. and has a satchel. It's Santa Cat. <laughs> Santa Claus! There it is. No! <laughs> so, if no one else wants to do anything, um, what Fitz would like to do is use designated driver. You have a reliable means of transportation that is able to carry you and the other PCs. Spend one AP to have this means of transportation appear in a critical moment. And so uh, you'll hear Fitz, like, pull out her cell phone, call somebody. She's like, hey, Nikki, need a ride at the house ASAP. All right, cool friend. I don't know what Nikki sounds like. Anyways, continue. <laughs> oh, yeah. It can be a two-sided phone conversation if you wanted to. No, I got, I got nothing. Because <laughs> it says you can pick the method, method of transportation, and I want the method of transportation to be she always knows who to call for a ride, but they always come in just, like, the scariest oldest junkiest car <laughs> so this is like a 70s station wagon porpoising over the front lawn and skidding to a stop in front of the haunted house it's just like it sounds like a gunshot like Psh! you can see the cats part like the red sea as this car comes in barely functioning and so is is everyone's goal to basically get out of the house before the cats overwhelm it yes yeah, Lobout is waiting for you guys at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> what? Is Skittles willing to, like, relinquish his territory? If someone picks him up, yeah. Fitz will do that, because I feel like a little animosity would explain the skateboard incident. <laughs> yeah. Forced to abandon his post. Yeah. All right. So I need a representative of the party to roll me to take action to see if you get out of that house before the cats get in. It's got to be Fitz. She's yeah. the only capable one here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> very early on i realized what was happening <laughs> and a reminder that if you have any relevant skills or signature items you can use a skateboard you roll with advantage if you do those Ooh, yeah in fact very mysteriously lobout comes gives the skateboard back disappears 
And Fitz says all this, makes the phone call, scoops, tries to scoop Skittles up one arm and then grind on the on the banister down the stairs. <laughs> all right. So because you're using your signature item, you'll roll with advantage. You roll three dice. You take the results of the top two. OK. And then you're going to add your uh, your fierce score to that because you're going fast. Would this also be play sports? You're a natural athlete. Whenever you do things related to sports, you're at an advantage. Take three of the skills listed below or any three physical fitness related skills of your choice. And I took skateboarding, jumping and falling. Yeah. Okay. So you get advantage from signature items. You get advantage from skills. I'll let them stack. Yeah. You get double advantage. Roll four dice and choose the results of the top two. Hell yeah. (laughs) This is what Fitz was built for. (laughs) Skateboarding out of trouble. Here come four ones. Oh, shoot. Six, six plus two, eight. 12, 14. You rolled two sixes, which means you get a critical success, our version of a natural 20. Ooh. Hell yeah. I got three out of four sixes. Really? Jesus. So critical success, you succeed beyond your expectations. Before you describe how you skateboard out from this flood of cats coming in, you can either gain an AP, double the moves effect, you move twice as fast, gain plus one ongoing, Or just anything else super good, like if you want to pick up something along the way or do something beyond what you would do normally. It's like a major effect in Numenera, essentially. Hmm. I would like to use my major effect to assist Alistor and uh, Lobau with participating and succeeding with the plan. Okay, sounds good. So to set up the scene... There is this deep, guttural, cat-like scream that the entire neighborhood can hear. The reverberation of cats. This house may not survive the night, but you need to. How do you get away as you see the cats spilling through that open window, climbing outside of the walls like some kind of fungus rapidly encroaching on your space? I think the core of the plan remains the same. Fits. Scoops up Skittles, gets on her skateboard, grinds down the banister, and I am interested to hear how everyone else does it. So Lobout was down at the bottom of the stairs waiting for you. As soon as you get past Lobout and open the front door and look out, in that moment that you look out, you suddenly see that Lobout is now in the very back area of the station wagon, spraying more Axe body spray into the mouth. (laughs) I feel like Alistair is like rolling down the window to escape the ham smell and the Axe smell and the Irish spring smell all marinating in the car with them rapidly like cranking that window down hey children did you know before they had the push button for the windows to go down in cars you had to roll it down with your hands it was manual like a crank a crank is something that you roll with your hand (laughs) yeah Fitz uh just drops into the front seat and as soon as which is like a bench seat because this is a 70s station wagon (laughs) drops skittles slams the door and says to the usual place (laughs) and you speed off to the usual place bar and grill (laughs) are we getting apps because i'm voting potato skins ribs 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 (laughs) is lobo still just wearing the towel no. Oh, shit. No <laughs> shoes, no shirt, no service. Fuck. I suspect the towel is more than he usually wears, so pretty good. Mm-hmm. I imagine you have some sort of, like, agreement with the owners of the usual place. Oddly enough, Lobout does have a skill in disguise. <laughs> so he could probably construct something that looks somewhat like an outfit based off of random stuff he finds. 
rearrange the ham to look like a suit or something. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fair. Okay. You have a ham suit. It's terrifying, but... You spend your night <laughs> at the usual place, bar and grill, with a ham suit. And when the morning comes, it is yet another arid, hot day in the valley. Oh, God, that ham suit. And we can hear some pundit over a broken radio saying stuff like, And there was a ferocious sound coming out of one of the neighborhoods of the valley this weekend. Is this just the kind of necro-nonsense that the Intermortal Necrobond Championship is going to bring to our fair city? Then I say, out with Oset Scuba! Out with Scuba Corps! Out with the aggressive bandits! And this radio sound, we can hear it as we see the broken window of the house. We can see the random bits of wet ham sprung all over the furniture, the busted down door. And as the voice says, And if we don't do something soon, someone will get hurt. We just see Skittles' little nesting nook scratched and torn and utterly destroyed. And that's where we're going to end this adventure of Under the Neighborhood. (laughs) Because I I needed to pay off the vision some way. (laughs) Uh, Dark ending. I love it. Yeah. So dark. So dark. With also, with so many blatants, oh, what were those names that Kyle name dropped? Hopefully it doesn't relate to, like, the lore of Quest Friends. It does. It does relate to the lore of Quest Friends. They'll have to listen to all of Quest Friends to find out. I know. They'll have to listen to all of Quest Friends here after our second season that this game was made for. And that also takes place in this world. And that doesn't just have necro cats, but also has necro mice. And other creatures that aren't just the word necro put in front of an animal what? that was gonna be my next question <laughs> i have to say i definitely wish we were playing more that was a lot of fun yeah and yeah that was fun if this was a cartoon like the premise i feel like this was actually a very good first episode that illustrated <laughs> like really established the characters you know really? yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the trouble that comes with being uh a crew made up of a skateboarder ham person psychic cat and social media profiteer <laughs> i do feel like that's what alistair became over the course of the episode that's the invention somehow how is he going to replace his hammer if he doesn't use <laughs> some form of scam i forgot to include the peed on skateboard and and even more lost tools in my montage of the sad end well actually if i can add to that last vision yeah. If we're like seeing this on the TV at the usual place, Alistair would see that under the pillows in a uh, Skittles place, the hammer is broken. Mm-hmm. Oh God, even darker, <laughs> the worst timeline. Alistair is just shaking his head like son of a bitch. So yeah, that was a sample of uh, Under the Neighborhood. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, this was made for Quest Friends Hereafter, a story about where the worlds of the living and the dead are only a plane ride apart. In that campaign, we've got characters such as a investigator who lives in a junkyard that is also a graveyard, a young prankster child who's participating in the Intermortal Necromon Championship. It's FIFA, but Pokemon, but ghosts. And an old skeleton man who just wants to be left alone, and he never, ever will be. (laughs) If our characters ever make it into season two, that's Skittles' favorite person. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then under the neighborhood is the system that we use to play this. We have a paid version that includes these mechanics and much, much more. We didn't even start touching the confrontation mechanics, which is our way of handling combat scenarios. Uh, but that chase, for example, could have been a lot longer. It could have been like a whole big involved thing. Hmm. So we've got a paid version that has all of that, or we've got a free version that has really pairs down the mechanics, gives you some sample characters and an adventure to go on. And just because I think this is relevant, this is the kind of system that if you're someone who likes to plan, it works for that. But if you don't want to plan, you don't have to. My plan was literally you are in a house and it is raining because it is monsoon season. That that was all I had going into the session. And then literally everything else came from that group generated slice of life complication. And suddenly ham bath. Suddenly ham bath. Mm. That is the name of my memoirs, by the way. Suddenly ham bath. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say about the system, you have done a very good job here, not just with the blending of this sort of hybrid between Powered by the Apocalypse and Cypher, but You've done a great job with the moves. Like, I think one weakness that I see in a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse games is that the moves are way too specific. So it makes it hard to find a time to use them and use them appropriately. You've done a great job making the moves feel mm -hmm. flexible in a way that I think usually turns me off of that system. So you've done a great job with that. Yeah, my, my goal is moves get two categories. They get here's something fun you can do in pretty much any scenario, or they get here's a way to modify your numbers, because I know some people just like to be stronger. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. This was so much fun, Kyle. Thank you so much for coming and running it for us. Yeah, thanks for having me. At some point, I might even try to get you to come back and do it again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, because I had a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a cliffhanger. I loved it. If people wanted to talk to us about their experiences with Under the Neighborhood, if they've had a chance to pick it up yet, or the podcast, or about uh, Explorers Wanted, or about Quest Friends, I know we've got some overlap in listenership. Um, how would they do that, Samson? Well, I guess the best place for now would be to go to Twitter. You can find the Explorers Wanted crew at Explorers Wanted, and you can find Quest Friends at Quest underscore Friends. Pick the one that you're not listening to on the feed. So if you're if you're on Patreon right now listening through Quest Friends Patreon, go check out Explorers Wanted and vice versa if you're not familiar with Quest Friends but listening to Explorers Wanted. Yeah, definitely check them out. Listen to more podcasts. Yes. You have time. And don't just check out Quest Friends newest season, although you should because this game is awesome. But don't forget that Quest Friends, if you haven't listened to them before, has an amazing Numenera campaign. That was their first Numenera campaign. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, if you like Numenera and you haven't checked out Quest Friends yet and you are really feeling like you want the entire deep personal lore, not just game lore of Kyle and crew, make sure to go back and listen to Quest Friends. It's very good. And I would say if you've enjoyed this uh, episode um, or either of the podcasts, I would highly recommend you go out and leave reviews for your favorite podcast. It makes such a huge difference to get reviews on podcast directories. And even if it's not a review, word of mouth with friends and things like that. If for some reason you didn't like this episode or it wasn't your thing, that's okay. I just want to assure you that, yes, my ham is delicious. If you want to reach out to us on social media, you can reach out to us individually. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on Twitter at Stace Window. Oh, I'm also on Twitter at Slam Potato. I'm Real to Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with Unicorn on Twitch. And my Twitter address is at quest underscore friends. You don't get to know my personal Twitter. And even if you did, you wouldn't want to. It's mostly me 
talking about my progress on creative things, complaining about having to do work on creative things, and then photoshopping Meta Knight into Disney stills. And now that I say it out loud, that's actually kind of rad, but it's private. So just check out at quest underscore friends instead. Okay, that's it for us. Hope you all enjoyed this special bonus episode. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. 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 Actually, before we get started with that, Kyle, um, obviously you do Quest Friends, but why don't you tell people all about the other things that you do in addition to Quest Friends? The other things that I do in addition to Quest Friends is write a rule book for Quest Friends. (laughs) (laughs) It all ties in. I put all my eggs in one basket, but the basket is spread off across the universe. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm, I'm at home. I'm making Legos. Hell yeah. Legos are great. I want <laughs> yes. more Legos, but I don't have the money for Legos, which is why I made the system so that it could be then bought, which I could mm-hmm. then use that money on more Legos. Lego. Lego mm-hmm. is the plural, I think. <laughs> Leg eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly hoping for a naked cat, so I'm disappointed. Nah. I don't remember the Sphinx wearing clothes. It's like that Sphinx cat look, but with like a small short i don't know what i don't know what that is it a munchkin cat a munchkin sphinx cat with a suit coat now yes (laughs) yeah wait is it to fit all the six legs cat size maybe the fur should just be like a goatee (laughs) (laughs) no that's their evil twin reese's pieces (laughs) all right let me let me put that down skittles evil twin which is a different descriptor but i'll give this to you for free is Reese's Pieces. And yeah, uh, Lobot loves to collect shiny things. Is that going to impact Alistair's wrench? Depends on how clean your wrench is. <laughs> <laughs> but then his wrench will be ham-scented. Maybe it's maybe it, it, it's waterproof and ham-proof. It's scent-proof. Oh, okay, that, <laughs> these are the important questions. Is your wrench ham-proof? <laughs>